You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you're challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series, Books and Movies, now looking at The Shack. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Mackenzie Allen Phillips' youngest daughter, Missy, has been abducted during a family vacation, and evidence that she may have been brutally murdered is found in an abandoned shack deep in the Oregon wilderness. Four years later, in the midst of his great sadness, Mac receives a suspicious note, apparently from God, inviting him back to that shack for a weekend. Against his better judgment, he arrives at the shack on a wintry afternoon and walks back into his darkest nightmare. What he finds there will change Mac's world forever. In a world where religion seems to grow increasingly irrelevant, the shack wrestles with the timeless question, where is God in a world so filled with unspeakable pain? That excerpt I've just read from the back cover of William Paul Young's blockbuster, The Shack. I don't read a lot of fiction, perhaps one or two books a year, but this is an exception. I had a flight nearly four hours on the plane, and I thought, what what am I going to do on this flight? How about getting some fiction? I can get in my annual fiction. So I, I saw it, I thought, that's the one. The Shack was written in 2007. It's a novel. And if you're like me, even if you hadn't read it, you've heard about it. People have talked. And I had heard mixed reviews. Some were saying it was the best Christian book they'd read in their whole life. Others saying thought it was dangerously heretical and how dare they make God a woman. Well, those who are stuck on this point, and it's true in the beginning... God reveals himself as a woman, despite his being called Papa. If you're stuck on that, you probably didn't finish reading the book, because later on the book itself explains that God is not female. Or more likely, someone just never finished it at all. One woman I talked to seemed to have some opinions and asked her, so what'd she think? And she said, well, she read half the book. And when you have a gripping novel involving crime and uh, making peace with your personal past and learning about God, that's not a a thing I just put down and, oh, I'll read the other half in a few years. I just keep going. I go straight through. Others may be unduly influenced by the negative opinion of their friends. I found the book to be thought-provoking, simple, and enjoyable. So I'd like to share just for a few minutes what I thought was good some concerns, and then I'll make a few more comments. What was cool? Well, nearly all of the theology in the shack is orthodox. That is to say, what we read about God and man, righteousness and judgment, justice, spirituality, uh, the atonement and so forth, is right down the line. There's very little to, uh, to really rock anyone's boat if he accepts the Christian worldview. And I think the book especially did a great job exploring the dynamics among the members of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
And even on that issue of the gender of God, I thought this book did a fantastic job. God's neither male nor female. Surely that's true. He relates to us as a father, a parent, and yet God's not a sexual being. So on this point, I think the shack really got it right. Although those who don't read too far into it may be offended and and just miss the point entirely. God, in fact, appears to the protagonist as a female because his own father wound is so deep. This man has been so abused by his father that it it interferes with his ability to, to relate to God as father. Really, this book helps us come to terms with the problem of pain. Right before I read it, I had been teaching on the problem of human suffering. I did a more academic lesson later called Second Thoughts on Theodicy. Theodicy is making sense of suffering and pain in a world where, where there's still a good God. And then I also taught, uh, in fact, just a couple of days ago, Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? Stealing the title from Rabbi Kushner's best-selling book. Exploring the problem of pain is close to the heart of all of us. And I think the shack did this very well. What was off? Well, a few things. I don't know how major they are. Uh, On one page, and in the notes I've given the page number if you want to explore this, uh, God doesn't punish sin. Sin is its own punishment. Well, certainly there is a reflexive quality. When we sin, we hurt ourselves. Uh, Jeremiah, for example, the prophet Jeremiah talks about how our backsliding will punish us and we We find out what a terrible thing it is to forsake God. And yet the Bible does talk about God being the judge. And sin is punitive. So on that point, I think the author was going a bit too far. Uh, The notion of spending eternity in hell reflects traditional eschatology. If you want to pursue this more, I'll give you a link in the notes. Uh, It's not clear at first whether the, the author believes that all roads lead to God. I don't think so. But I found... Uh, in one of the later chapters, in chapter 12, oh, maybe I'll just uh, read an excerpt for you here. And uh, Mac, the protagonist, says, Does that mean that all roads will lead to you? Not at all, Jesus smiled as he reached for the door handle to the shop. Most roads don't lead anywhere. What it does mean is that I will travel any road to find you. He paused. Mac, I've got some things to finish up in the shop, so I'll catch up with you later. Well, this is a, a section where the, the ultimate uh, uh, destiny of Buddhists, Mormons, Baptists, Muslims, Democrats, Republicans, and so forth, Americans, Iraqis, Jews, Palestinians, is under consideration. And it leaves the impression that, well, perhaps anyone can make it on any road. God will find him. Anyway, that part was a little bit confusing I think it sounds right in the modern ear, though it comes too close to being politically correct vis-a-vis tolerance. Some will also find parts of the book overly literal in biblical interpretation, especially the poetic parts. But let me tell you some things I found really interesting. A reference to the matrix. Well, matrix is the womb, in Latin anyway. But there's a reference to the matrix. That film came out many years before the Shack was published as a book. And yet there are a number of parallels. And if you've uh, explored uh, either The Matrix or The Shack at any depth, you will quickly see the parallels in the other. 
And just one quick example. In the Matrix, the figure who seems most like uh, God is a woman who's in a kitchen. She's called the Oracle, and she's baking cookies. And you'll find the same example in, in the shack. You'll find the woman, whose name is Papa, <laughs> P-A-P-A, uh, actually as an excellent cook, but at one point serving hot cookies. And uh, I don't know if the author was influenced by the Matrix directly or not, but it, if, if, if not, it's really quite a coincidence. I think much more important, the shack will be of special interest to fathers. If you're listening to this and you have children, I think even if you're a great parent or even if you're not a great parent, you will be touched by this. There are many parts of the book that were very emotional, um, even painful to read. It certainly made me do a lot of reflection. I ended up taking notes, opening up a file on my computer and thinking through my troubled adolescence. I wasn't particularly close to my father, and I know that he wasn't particularly close to his father. And, you know, these things get passed on. Patterns get passed on generation by generation. And so there's great potential for healing as we read the shack. I think anyone, male or female, coming from a background of family dysfunction will get a lot out of this book. It may have been written in 07, but it's going to be hot for a long time. It's also a great conversation starter. When I was reading it, and I read it on and off over a period of a couple of days, total strangers came up to me. Uh, some just because when people see you reading a book, they often will stop and say something. Uh, but I remember one man, he, he's actually a university professor, he, he recognized the cover. And he said, so what do you think of that? Well, that led to quite a conversation. This book makes people think. For those who value spirit, spirited connections... <laughs> who are trying to connect with unbelievers, I think the shack is very good news. It, uh, it reaches parts, it touches issues, it, uh, it connects with people who might well be turned off by traditional religion or even by the Bible. I think this book is making a lot of people think about God, and may it continue to do so. We hope you enjoyed Douglas' series on books and movies. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas' website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas' teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.